Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you tonight, it's Aria, Bonnie, and Nikki. There's a lot happening right now. Of course, tomorrow is uh, Fork Fest. The be- what is it? Yes, tomorrow is officially the beginning of Fork Fest. Uh, it's not official. There's nothing official. The about unofficial, Fest. official right. beginning of Fork Fest. Yeah, it's official because I'm declaring it to be the beginning of Fork Fest, and that makes it as fi- official as anything. So that's what we're going with. And of course, that means I've got to, you know, tomorrow I've got to take the remote kit, the remote studio, and all of this stuff, and plus my clothes and two cats and a dog with me up to Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And the, the drive kind of, it's all right, right? I, I prefer to be in my eclipse with the top down, but it's going to be rainy tomorrow anyway. Yeah. And, you know, listening to loud rock music. But oh, the, wow. this, this is not how things are shaping up. But it's it's got this extra weirdness to it this year. Like, that's something that I do every year. And I always wait until the last possible minute to pack. Like, I just did laundry for this thing today, right? My, my laundry tends to be clean anyway, or I tend to do laundry regularly, but like, when I'm going away, I'm like, okay, let's just make sure everything is freshly washed and throw it in the suitcase. And I, I did that today. Like on the way to the studio, I stopped and picked up my dried laundry. Yeah. And tomorrow I'm going up to Fork Fest and this is, that's normal. And taking the cats with me is normal and taking Azria, my dog with me, is normal. The abnormal, abnormal stuff here is that when Porcupine Freedom Festival, when it ends on June the 25th, I will be presumably coming back to Keene, staying here for that Sunday and that Monday, and then that Tuesday reporting to federal prison. So all all of my stuff, like my entire life, got packed into boxes and scattered to the winds of New Hampshire in various places. And that's what I've been doing for the last few days. And that's not an easy thing to do, right? Like that that sucks. I've I've built a life here, and I'm I I had to dismantle that and send it all around New Hampshire, knowing that there's no chance it's going to get put back together. Maybe to some degree, but like Humpty Dumpty's going to break and that's going to be the end of it. You just have like different people holding stuff? Uh, yes, for the most part. It, most of it's fine where it's at, but then there's stuff like my Gibson guitars that are very expensive, very valuable, and I don't want to just leave those unattended. But yes, essentially that. And it's difficult to do that under any circumstance. But while you're also planning to go to a festival, it just makes it also weird on top of that. It's very bittersweet. Very, I'm both looking forward to this event and absolutely dreading it because it's the event's going to be fun. But immediately after the event, like one day after the event, I'm going to prison. Are you staying for all of Porkfest? My current plan is, but like... We don't know what's going to happen, yeah. right? Uh, I'm supposed to be... Every, everyone keeps asking, do you know where you're going to be going yet? No, God, people, look, this is the government. That's so crazy that they wouldn't have it decided and at least tell you about it by um, a week before going or oh, a yeah. week and a half. At least a week before. I mean, when were you... Uh, yeah, when were you sentenced? Uh, April the 26th. Yeah. What they, and now it's June... And they still haven't told you. I mean, that is insane. Not surprised, well, they, but it's insane. They got it on their paperwork and they were like, all right, this is due on June the 26th. We'll do it on June the 24th. Right. That's that's yep. the government. That's the way the government does things. I, I will know probably around June the 20th. June the 20th is when I'm expecting to get an, to get an answer. But no, 
it, it could very well be that I'm told, well, you're going to do your time in a prison in Oregon or California or whatever. What are the odds that they're just like, we're going to hold you in some place for like a month until we figure it out or something? I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know what the odds are on any of this, right? Yeah. Like, I've never been a federal prisoner, and I don't really know anyone who has. They're going to do whatever they want to do. It would be strange if they did that with me, given that they've had two months to prepare. That was the whole point of me being allowed to self-report, was so that the Bureau of Prisons could figure out what they were going to do with me in advance. So, I, I don't know. I, that may get, that may be something that would actually involve my attorney again. I, I don't know, though. I don't know what's going to happen. But I don't expect to know anything until June the 20th. And as for staying for all of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I might get called on the 20th and say, hey, you're, you're going to be you know, in prison in Oregon. So you can either report to this prison in Oregon on the 27th, or you can report to a local prison and we can take you there. And as I pointed out previously, that's not an appealing concept, right? Spending 12 hours a day handcuffed in a bus, uh, maybe with the windows down, but probably not and with bars on the window, uncomfortably riding across the country, staying in this jail one night and then another jail the next night and then th- this jail for three weeks while they wait on another bus like that. No. It's alarming to me how popular of a musician Taylor Swift is because she's not a terrible musician, in my opinion. I mean, she's talented and you know, she clearly she's talented, but... She's like the most popular musician in the world. I, yeah. I just really, I completely don't understand it. It's like, I don't understand why anyone who likes pop would like her like 10 times more, like because she's like 10 times more popular than someone like like Lady Gaga. Maybe not 10, but at least like five. I don't understand it. Like I liked her country music. I, don't, I personally don't like her as a pop star. I think she's like not what a pop star should be like. And I, I seriously can't wrap my mind around it. I, th- I think it's just like Kanye West told us, radio lied to you. I think that it's it's pumped up numbers for no reason. And for whatever reason, she's the voice they want to give the popularity I mean, to. Yeah, people are willing to spend like 10 grand on a ticket yeah, I to see it. her show. I have I a mean... friend who spent $6,000 on the tickets to go see her in May. And I think Boston or somewhere around here. And like, like, it's just so mind-blowing to me. And I've been saying, like, oh, I don't like Taylor Swift for a while now. But when I think about it, I'm not really familiar with any of her new music. Obviously, I know, like, her older country stuff and some of her, like, older pop stuff just from, you know, existing. But I couldn't even name one of her new songs. I don't know. Maybe I would like her, but I just well, have no interest in finding her, out, honestly. So I hear her a lot. I mean, it's it's pop. It's not great, but... For pop music, it's not bad, and she generally writes it all herself, which is a little I think more that's impressive. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah. and, and I, I have heard that about her before, that she's more involved with, like, management and all sorts of stuff like that, and I think that I think that's great, because most be- people aren't nowadays. No, they're not, sadly, and I do believe that she's as popular as, you know, she seems to be, because I've seen the videos, like, uh, filling out stadiums, 70,000 yeah. people strong stadiums, 70,000 people going to this one concert. But the thing is... And then 70,000 more standing outside because they didn't have tickets. That's when you're nuts. told every day, like, this is the most popular uh, pop star of all time. This is the most... Like, there are going to be a bunch of kids that are just like, I like Taylor Swift too because my friends do. It's yeah. not... It's not... I don't think it's organic. I, her music is just not that good. I'm a pop music connoisseur. I don't hate her music so much. It's more her. She's so fake. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, I have this country accent. Then she lost it. She's from Pennsylvania. And her country music was honestly better than her music she makes now. And all of her singles 
are absolutely awful and terrible. So it just doesn't sound logically possible to me to be an organic like, oh, yeah, we just love her. We just like her. And she's like not that much in the uh, like she doesn't just like go and do things where she's like in the public very often. It's just strange to me. It's this thing I think of once in a while. And I'm just like, it just seems so unorganic, fake. And I don't like it. I don't know enough about pop music or Taylor Swift to weigh in on any of that. But I do know, I was impressed to find out that she simultaneously held all top 10 of the top 10 song spots at, really? at the same time. And that's, she's the That only, hasn't like happened since the Beatles. But I don't even think they, they did never, that. I think it was just the top five. Some other artists held the top nine, or had nine of the top 10 at one point. But she's the only artist who's ever had all of the top 10. And they were all 10 songs from her, wow. her newest album. That's, that's absolutely insane. And I remember when she her previous album released when the not long before the previous Tool album did. Um, Fear Inoculum was the Tool album, and Taylor Swift, of course, had just released an album and it was number one. And then suddenly, this band that almost no one had, well, plenty of people had heard of them, but none of the Swifties had ever heard of, had knocked Taylor Swift out of the number one spot. And of course, it was Tool, and they were like, "Who is this band Tool? And why? Who? No one listens to Tool." It's like, well, "Hey, kid, calm down." Like. Tool is an extremely popular, and that was when, yeah. that was around the time I learned that a lot of people thought that Tool was some underground, unknown band. And like, I don't know how you can be a rock musician and think that. And it, it, I, yeah, I mean, Tool's a very popular band, especially if we're talking about rock music. Yeah, it's something you know? I've encountered a few times on the internet, in particular with some of the like Dark Souls is a video game trilogy that's really hard, and other people say you know it's obscure, it's underground, you know, no no one knows about it. It's like, dude, it's sold like eight million copies yeah. recently. What, what are you talking about? It's one of the most so- successful franchises to release this year. I think sometimes if people like some people, if they haven't heard of something, they're like, oh well, no one must. Have- you know, if I, if I don't know about it, then that means no one likes it. And it I get like, that, no. but this is like the opposite of that, where these people listen to it. They they love Tool, but they thought that Tool was no one else listened to them. And it's like, I don't know how they missed the numbers of like all of Tool's debut albums since like Undertow debuted at you know number one on the Billboard. Or well, I'm happy to hear that they knocked Taylor Swift out of number one. They did indeed, bit. and it was funny. We have Dave Ridley on the line from here in New Hampshire at RidleyReport.com. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, folks. Hey, what's uh, so I've never called Free Talk Live to issue a warning, uh, but I'm going to do that today. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, uh, have you been following the news about the U.S. military exercises in Europe? I have not. So um, <clears throat> there's a history here. Uh, of uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, of course, will tell you that military drills or preparedness drills are often associated with attacks. Yep. Something even happens with, like, during the drill. Even like bombings, like sometimes there'll be a bombing <clears throat> uh, trial run through. Like, what, what would we do? How would we react if a bombing happened today? Then the next I mean, day, a real bombing happens. 9-11 is the obvious example, as while 9-11 was happening, they were running drills about what they would do if some airline airliners were hijacked. And then you had the, I think it was 6-6, the June the 6th bombings in London, where something similar happened, where the police were, or the whoever it is that does that in the United Kingdom, they were running a a test to see what they would do if someone was, you know, planting bombs in the subway. And at exactly the time they were doing this, someone just happened to be planting bombs in the subway. So weird. And that, that's the part I don't know much about. 
That's what you hear from conspiracy theories. I'm going to tell you the part that I do know about as, more, as sort of a history buff. The, uh, there was a similar exercise in, um, uh, in Western Europe in 1983 called Reforger. And it almost triggered a nuclear war. Uh, this was almost as much the Soviets' fault. Well, it probably was more the Soviets' fault than the Americans. Uh, Yuri Andropov was just paranoid, and he thought Reforger, they were going to invade East Germany, right? And we we came very close to ending losing it all in 1983. Uh, this time, of course, we're having these exercises, but there's a much higher level of danger, I think, associated with these exercises than with Reforger. And the, the reason for that is that they're they're coinciding with uh, the Ukrainians, you know, World War One style offensive, <clears throat> and they, they were timed to coincide. So these exercises are happening right at the same time the Ukraine, Ukrainians are on the march. Uh, that's going to create a, uh, just a whole new level of paranoia in Moscow that they didn't, they couldn't have had in 1983. So what, do, what are you saying is likely to happen as a result? Because, I mean, the U.S. military does drills all the time. The Chinese military is always doing drills. The Japanese always doing drills. The Russians as well. So I'm I'm not surprised to hear about the United States military running drills in Europe. I mean that's just, this seems to be sort of what they do. But what what do you think is likely to happen as a result of this? Well, the, the problem with this one is when it's happening and and what what the Ukrainians are doing while it's happening. It just it set off all my red flags. And I would just say if you're if you're a prepper, prep a little more this week. If you're well, a survivalist, survivalist a little bit more this week. Can you explain a little bit what the Ukrainians are doing right now? Because I'm not really sure what they're doing other than like, I guess, to, oh, it's just a, fighting you know, the war. It's, just a, it's, an, it's an offensive. I don't know the details. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I know that they, it sounds like they haven't gotten very much territory out of the offensive and they have had some significant losses. Again, don't trust headlines, trust history. This is going to play out much like World War One did. The Ukrainians, after stop, you know, it's going to play out a lot like the Ukrainians will follow the script that, that the British followed in 1915 and the French followed in 1916. They're going to try, try really hard to gain back this territory, and they're going to put territory in front of lives, hmm. and they're going to they're lose a lot of people, I think, in, in these fruitless assaults. Yeah, are you talking about the fortified territory? The NATO military exercises over Germany? Because that's all I'm seeing <clears throat> no, is going I'm on in about, Europe right now. No, I'm talking about the Ukrainian offensive. I could be wrong. You know, they they may. I understand, me. but you said the U.S. military is conducting drills in Europe at the same time. So that's one. Uh, Correct. Are, are those drills the ones that are happening over Germany? The the drills are happening in in Western Europe and, and possibly some in Eastern Europe. I don't know exactly where and where in Europe. It's just that the United States is doing a lot of military exercises in Europe. That's that's the only part I know. I'm I'm not finding anything that suggests that's going on. Well Germany is Western Europe. Most of it is most that was of also, it is, that, uh, that was five days ago. That that's uh, the only thing I found right now is some military drills over Europe. I'm I'm looking right now uh, not yeah, over Germany are, is all I'm seeing. Well I have some uh relationship advice concerning World War Three. Okay. Be smart like Nikki and I Date an older man because they won't get drafted. Oh, that's good advice. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Or date a trans person. Well, they, they not, can they won't. not get drafted? I, oh, that's I another don't know. good they, idea. Under Trump, they weren't allowed to serve in the military. I, I want to say Biden mm. undid that. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly. So I think I think trans people can serve in the military. They couldn't under Trump. 
Trump, I, I remember that because we yeah. talked about it on the show and I praised Trump. I was like, hey, thank you. You keep trans people out of the military. Thank you. Now keep everyone else out of the military. Yeah. We'll, we'll be good to go, right? So I remember that, but I, I, I think Biden undid it. Yep. I think so because I just did a training at work about military stuff and... Um, Part of it was how, like, being like the effects of being either a gay person or a trans person in the military. Oh, wait, so. I think they can because there's a person that chats in our chat room and they work for the military and they said that there was somebody that got a sex change operation in their military hospital. No, oh, that's a bad place to do that. I mean, you don't want to like, really tri-care? do anything. Yeah, you don't really want to do anything in a military hospital. It's very um, likely something that they won't kick you out for being trans, but if you are trans, they might not take you. Yeah, like they might have some like, you know, silent discrimination I, type of deal. I'm just going to make sure I can't pass a drug test. Um, well, wait, I, I can't be drafted. I forgot. Also valid. I'm old enough now to not, I think. Well, so what is what is the age? Do we know what the age is? I think it's 27 years old. Okay. Anyone over 27, I think. So you can get drafted at 27, but not 28? I think so. Okay, then uh, I'll just make sure I don't pass drug tests. Or... But I mean, if they get to a point where they're you know, drafting the 25-year-olds anyway, then we're screwed. I mean, you know, at that point, mm-hmm. uh, start start plan C. Do they at start at 18? I don't know well, if they actually yes. do or not. So, um, and I think most of the people that sign up for the military are under 20. Hmm. That, that checks out. In general, though, if if we reach a point where the voluntary army isn't sufficient, then the United States has lost, and it's time to be implementing a an emergency plan. But I, I don't want to talk about World War III. It's depressing, and there's nothing we can really do about it. I want to talk about this Taylor Swift bathroom thing, because it's sort of related to the trans thing that we got into in regards to the military there, but not really. And this is fascinating. As someone who has been to a lot of concerts and a lot of festivals... I like this story. Now, it's overly wordy at this point. It describes a a male concert a, a male concert goer going to this Taylor Swift concert and trying to use the bathroom and discovering that oh my god, there's a lot of women in the men's room lines. They're taking over. And it seemed like he would have to wait about 30 minutes just to use the bathroom because there were, you know, his line wasn't just men. It was men and women. And the women's line was very long. The men's line was very long. It's going to take me 30 minutes. And that put him at risk of missing out on the opening songs. So what was he to do? He waited in the back of the immobile line for a few anxious minutes before coming up with a canny, desperate ploy. The girls in front of him might have conquered the men's bathroom, but the urinals were still fair game. (laughs) I'm shocked he had to like sit there pondering yeah. this, right? Like <laughs> this is an obvious solution. So there's a line, but he was like, I'm cutting the line because you guys can't use urinals anyway. Right. Nice. I mean, haven't <laughs> you seen Step Brothers? Oh, it's there's a scene where the woman uh, pees in the urinal. <laughs> and okay. it's, She's a very it's, trashy I mean, woman. It's if it works. pretty hilarious. I don't I, I don't mean, think it would work. I, the, I think about that scene all the time and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that would work. I, I don't know. I you got to get a chiwi. A what? A shiwi? Like know. a funnel. Yeah, okay. it's like a device. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, so he says, I moved past all the women in line telling them that I was going for the urinal, which is fair. Americans, more than anyone else, they hate cutting in lines, as mm. I understand it, which is good because I, I hate it too. Yeah, I would hate if someone did that to So me. he was not trying to, you know, cut ahead of people deliberately. I, 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 I can use this thing that you can't use, so I'm going on ahead. <laughs> He said when he exited, two other men were also skipping the line to do the same thing, and none of them were getting any complaints. He was back at his seat within two minutes. 
the thing I think of every time I hear Taylor Swift's name, I don't know why, is I read one time that in her like mansion in uh, Nashville, it might be like a, a big old condo or something. But anyways, she has a giant bird cage like a human can go into. And I'm always like, what does she use that for? I don't want to know. Right? <laughs> like, rich I want to pe- know. Rich people are weird, man. It's I, really I weird. The, the richer they are, the weirder they are. And yeah. she's, she's pretty rich. Yeah. So the bathrooms have become a bizarre battleground on the Eros Trail, and the Swifties are restless and organized. Taylor fans are across the country are giddily conquering men's bathrooms. I, I, I don't even know why they're painting in this light, making it clear to the assembled dudes that they have no power there. It's painting this. These people using the bathroom as some sort of battle of the sexes. Yeah. And of course, this is from Slate, but it's insane how much perspective they lost about people trying to do this thing that their bodies require them to do. Yeah. I didn't want to walk all the way across the courthouse last time uh, that we were there for your sentencing. And Ian was going into the men's room. So I just walked into the men's room with him, him and Pete in there. I was going to wait for him, but I could tell that a guy that came in to use the urinal was like, looking at me like why is she here so i don't want to make him uncomfortable so i walked out then but yeah i have used men's rooms plenty of times i know i think it's so funny that people care because there was that whole like debate about trans people using the bathroom it is weird man can't can't like this is just a normal bodily function we all have to do never felt like i was like gonna get raped no. no, I prefer using the women's room because that, that tends to just create less problems for me. But I'm going to yeah, use absolutely. whichever one is open and whichever one is the most convenient. If there's a line for the women's room. Yeah, I'm popping into the men's room. Or if there's a line at the men's room, I'm going to the women's room. And that, I, that to me seems like a normal thing that anyone and everyone should do. Yeah. I don't know what the big deal is, but they apparently think there is one. And I've got to, you get lost here in a bunch of parenthetical statements and more parentheses anyway two girls good lord hey i don't know even i can't even begin to pick this paragraph apart while i'm trying to do it and most of it's irrelevant so anyway on twitter a journalist named stefan stevenson boy that his parents hated him captured a video starring a man standing at the precipice of a designated male bathroom a bunch of women stood inside, dressed to the nines in iridescent sequins. They looked like they were going to a Taylor Swift concert, yeah. basically. I, I've seen how my friends dress when they go to Taylor Swift concerts. It's like, it, if you, how you would dress for a bachelorette party in Nashville is how you dress for a Taylor Swift concert. I don't know why, but, but when you, before you even described, I thought sequins. Yeah. That's just what they do. I don't know why they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, she always wears uh, like a gold sequin dress. I, I don't know if she always does, but it's like an iconic thing of hers. They described this as an assault. Another user named Aubrey assisted in the assault on a men's bathroom in Boston's Gillette Stadium in mid-May. Like, she went into the men's room to use the bathroom, and you're describing it like she, like Iwo Jima, man. Can you relax? We have Skeeter on the line from California. Skeeter, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I kind of wanted to. Um, oh, before I forget, um, when's the next? When does uh, Richie Rich appear on the show? Does he Sundays. Regularly? Yeah, he's here every okay. Sunday. There's one um, one weekend a month that he's not able to come, but typically he's here on Sundays. Is he uh, going to be on this weekend? We don't know. Uh, we may be doing a Fork Fest episode this weekend. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, hey Bonnie. Hi. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I don't want to like start off on the wrong foot and stuff. <laughs> you know? So um, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I wanted to like address, you know, apply some, I, I wanted to bring back the topic of rights. 
And, you know, I, I hear like uh, you guys are facing, uh, Arya and Ian are facing prison time. I'm going to prison. Probably... Like in, in less than two weeks, I will be in two weeks from now. I will literally be in federal prison. Yeah. Oh, you guys were sentenced already? I was. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, as far as the application of rights are concerned in this case, like uh, you, uh, I assume like one of you guys, uh, I'm seeing one of the crimes is tax evasion, maybe something I, voluntary. I'm just trying to get a, I, I don't know what your crimes were. Well, well, you could ask. I, I was charged that. with, the upper, with, I was convicted. Well, I pled guilty to operating an unlicensed money transmitting business. Okay. So that's like a voluntary uh, act, right? What do you mean? Voluntary in, act. What? In, in your, you're just, com- you're just doing a voluntary act. Right in your in your eyes, it's not a crime. In your in the libertarian, you know, voluntary, it's not a crime. Well, there was no victim. Yeah, it's a victimless act, which is voluntary, which means it's in accordance with the NAP, meaning you have rights. Right? Why don't you just invoke your rights and tell them about your natural rights? Because these are are okay. These are bullies that don't listen. Was that supposed to be a gotcha? Was that an argument? What the hell was that? No, no, yeah, no. It's 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 kind of directed at Bonnie, to be honest, with her arguments that when I was uh, hung up on. So okay. So you 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 interpreted what I said to mean mean, that if you just tell the government that you have rights, they'll listen to them because that's not what I ever said. That government is an institution that is made to infringe on your rights and nothing else. They're not here to protect you. They. You have rights. You have natural rights. Everyone does. We all have the same ones. And whether the government is infringing on them or not doesn't change that. If a bully comes and makes somebody, a little kid, give him his lunch money, it doesn't mean that it was right. It just means that they used force and took the lunch money from the kid. That's not a fair representation yeah, of uh, government. They, they, uh, they that's do a great representation. Rights, right? But oh, you're saying they don't protect some rights? No, they don't. All they they don't don't none. If they do, it's on accident. It's an ancillary uh, excuse for the actual thing they were doing. And um, they, whenever they, whatever they do do, that's good. Other people could actually do it a lot better because you don't understand incentives. If somebody, yeah, I I never said that they they're the most efficient at uh, protecting a a particular right, but they do they do protect some rights. Like like, like, give an example of a time that happened, right? They do stop some involuntary crime, right? Involuntary crime? I, I hate when you just use words because you think it makes you sound like you're making sense. <laughs> I, just, I mean, what I'm does that even mean? It's, it's, a, it's not a fair representation of government. They, so, like you guys, like you guys keep saying taxation. No, is I asked bad. you a question. That's Give me that's... an example of a time that that you know of right. in the real world, not in a hypothetical, where the government protected someone's rights whether yourself or someone I don't else know. like like i don't keep up with current like they stop a, cr- they stop you, a crime well like you can't just say i don't know because you asked bonnie hold on skater because you asked bonnie a question, ask bonnie a question. She, why don't you let me answer because i can put you because i have the power to put you on hold while i talk bonnie you asked bonnie a question bonnie answered and at the end of her answer she asked you a question now you've answered that with i don't know which is fine it's fine to say i don't know but then roll with that and don't just say, well, my definition of government is right because I'm the one who said so when you literally cannot dispute what Bonnie just said well, and you can't uh, provide any examples of how she's wrong. Also, he had said that the government does protect some rights. And I just asked him for an example of it. Right, so that's just, what I'm saying. He, he's, he said, I, he said, said, I don't know.
Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you there, Sister Aria, Sister Nikki, Miss Bonnie. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, and I'm going to briefly, I heard this right stuff. Now, I'm going to briefly tell a little story about the way things used to be here in PA and also what I did as a result. See, it kind of was like this. In 1979, in the House, the stuff started with called the FFL. Now, throughout my childhood growing up, things were very different in PA. At that time, things were as they should be. You know, anybody could get a gun. I'll give an example. You could be a felon. You could be a domestic abuser. You could be crazy. You could be a youth. Good example. When I was a kid growing up, all I would have had to do if I wanted it then, but I didn't need it because I had toy Colts and a holster. And there were plenty of other guns around for other purposes, you know? But I could have just walked down to the end of the block where the gun shop was and went in with my old man. He would said to the gun shop owner, hey, my son liked to buy a gun. I said, hey, that Colt 45 over there. And, you know, we said, pick it out, check it out, grab a holster, maybe some shells, we go back home. Here's what's happened. See, That's how it is in New Hampshire street. right now as well, isn't it? Like, if you have no. a New Hampshire You can't ID, be a felon, right? right. Other than a felon. Well, thing. I don't think you can, you're not going to be able to be a felon. You're not, all the FFL stuff's going to apply. But you know how that changed? Over time, it took a long time to creep in. See, we are an association, but that's not good enough. I want to blow it away, not only for this reason, but others. Because what happened is it was originally optional, quote. And I'm sure they sugarcoated it, and some people took it, then some more. And after a while, it took control. And now, even to this day, if you're a private dealer, if you got the guts, you don't have to do background checks, none of that stuff here. But, you know, very rarely you see that occasion at gun shows. But you know what I did? Here's my answer. I did get my cold. In 2017, I had a cold. Everybody on the show knew it. A cold 45. And two zigzags, baby, that's all you need. Well, that's right. That's right. A 250-grain cartridge, one pot, that's all you need. But here's my answer. You know, I was known as this particular dress. I wore a wide-brim hat, a long black duster, dressed all in black from head to toe with a so 6 like year undertaker jacket. Huh? So you look like the Undertaker? Almost, except I had to let, wearing a Southern Cross around my back everywhere because I was campaigning. But you know what I did with my forty-five? And I oh, say to people, do this what, on what, at your own risk. You carried one on your back. Risk. A Southern Cross. He said he was wearing a Southern Cross. Isn't that the, um, the flag? The Confederate flag, no doubt. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Have you guys ever had a situation where somebody freaked out about someone of the some gender in some bathroom? Because I have no. had one. I have, yeah. Uh, it was at incarceration last year. I came out of the women's room because we were in the VIP area, which gave us our own VIP bathrooms. Not our own, but the VIP area had its yeah. own bathrooms. And there were a lot of them, and they were nicer. And I came out of one, and I went to go hang out with one of my friends. 
And this woman standing beside us goes, that person just came out of the women's room. Hmm. And that was the extent of the- like a heavy metal the, concert? Yeah, right? Like, like not church or something? No, yeah. At, <laughs> at a heavy metal music festival. Like, Lady, yeah. do you know where you are? Because like everyone who just performed is like okay with trans people. And everyone out there in the crowd is like, you can't get more accepting I mean, and tolerant than metal music. Dang, I've been to music festivals where people were having sex in the porta potties. Yeah. Like, and oh, we're worried that's, about that's, Why wouldn't you just have sex on the ground at that point? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. I yep. had somebody offer me that once. I was like, nah, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm good. See, I, what good. if it Don't fell over it. and then you're in there? I, I'm always so, thinking about power to power. No, that's my over. worst fear. Yeah. I don't want to be in there to use what it's designed for, yeah. Yeah. much less for any other reason. They're, they're disgusting and yeah. gross and they're awful. Well, and it's and then when it's hot on top of it, yeah. no, 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 that's the worst idea. No, I do not want to do that. No, I'll meet you in the woods and get kidnapped by hillbillies before I do that. No, thank you. Well, crazy. The only, the only experience I had like that is so so stupid. Uh, me and my friend who he was my best friend. We had the same birthday, and he's gay, completely gay, and he's about like an inch taller than me. Um, in Texas, we went to a bar and we were incredibly drunk, drunk. We went to this street of bars. It was like not the first bar we had been to. We were incredibly drunk and we were playing pool and we both had to pee. So he just followed me and we we're both like having conversations. So I was like, just come to the women's bathroom with me. It was just me and him in there for a while. And then these drunk chicks walked in and, uh, they were like, he can't be in here. He can't be in here and all this stuff. And I was like, he's gay. Seriously. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like th- that he's going to look at you for one thing, like uh, that he's going to look at you and like get something out of it or, and he definitely wasn't going to assault them. He was like smaller than these women. Plus there are stalls, right? They're not going to be yeah. vulnerable yeah. out there. In the. I don't want to, I, I really think that the whole bathroom freak out thing it's more about gay people and lesbians right? when it, at the end of the day than it is about anything else. Because yeah. their concern is that someone who's attracted to them could be using the same bathroom with them. Mm. And I'm not really sure that's anyone's actually concern. I think it's just a lot of... I have thought about that. I mean, not that I would be mad about it, but I've never even thought, like, there could be a lesbian using the bathroom at the same time as me. Like, I would never... That would never cross my mind. Never has. But I think that's what it's... it's well, I... It's, it's also kind of narcissistic. Like it's, yeah. it kind. Of, I feel like it makes you a narcissist to think that everyone wants to sleep with you or sexually assault you. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Like, oh, I can't use the bathroom with this other person because they totally want me. Mm-mm. No, they don't. They're just here to pee, like everybody else. It is very peculiar. I think it's a lot of white knighting. I think what it's really about is a lot of white knighting because they never have an issue with a trans man using the men's room. Right, that that's never what they have the issue with. They don't have the issue with a person who was born female at birth, but now has a, a beard and whatever using the men's room. They don't care about that. They're not worried about anyone, anyone doing anything weird in the men's room. It's always in the other direction. They're worried about yeah. the trans women doing something women. It's because recently on Twitter, and I had never really thought about this until this guy said this, but he he said something to the effect of that his issue with the whole trans thing is his, this New World Order plot to make men weak and effeminate so they oh don't resist gosh. the government and so that they just obey or whatever. It's like, you know, man, really, this says a whole lot more about what you think about women than yep. anything else. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- all of the women I know are scary, dude. And like, <laughs> They're the ones who like lead the charge in disobeying and stuff. And no part of being feminine or masculine or whatever leads them to be more likely to disobey or whatever. But you, you think that women are meek and submissive and will obey. 
And that's your issue with trans people is that it's taking these big, strong, manly men and turning them into obedient women. And I, man, it's, you're, you're playing your, all your cards here and I don't think you realize it, but your, your issue isn't with trans people at all. You're, you're just a misogynist. Mm-hmm. I and think you, very well said. And you don't have any actual respect for women. But in my experience, the, the gender of the people has nothing to do with their willingness to obey or submit. Every, by and large, most people out there in society submit to, to the orders of the king. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're male or female. So I don't think it's men or women that are meek and submissive. And I think they're just misogynists when they, when they play that card. They think that women in the, in the women's room, they're weak and they need, they need protection from the men. They need to keep the, the big, strong, manly men out of there. And it's like, well, which is it? Is it making them weak and effeminate and unable to, to attack and conquer others? Or, I mean, what's in their arguments don't make rational sense. And I'm trying to make them make rational sense, but they just don't. At the end of the day, the only rational take on it is that they're just misogynists. Seems like it. I want to talk about LSD and Pink Floyd and just drugs in general, I guess, because the story is about how people are impacted by LSD. And it, it begins, bankruptcy is not the only thing that proceeds gradually and then suddenly. Boy, they put a lot of work into this article. While Sid Barrett may have appeared fine in an interview in May 1967, His teetering mental state would change drastically by the summer. Locking himself in his bedroom for days, the formerly placid frontman of Pink Floyd became crudely violent, on one occasion smashing a mandolin over a girlfriend's head. The angelic boy became this moody, impossible-to-work-with violent man. Initially, Barrett's antics were exoticized as the Floridites... Good Lord, they really did go out... Put the thesaurus away, man. While testimonies vary, many blamed at least his excessive use of LSD. And this is something that people are still arguing about to this day, where the doctors at the time in the 60s attributed his mental decay to LSD. They're like, LSD melted his brain. It rotted his brain or whatever. And if so, he's the only person in human history that ever happened to. I mean, I could understand if maybe it was like some fake research chemicals LSD. Fair. But pure LSD, I do not think would do that. I mean, there have been thousands of people who have taken LSD daily, you know, for like entire years out of their life. Yeah, physicists and those are people, known for it. Yeah. And, you know, like. Those people are fine, so it seems but, like this is an underlying, you know, psychological condition. Uh, that's what I was going to say. If you already have something wrong with you, then it can totally uh, exacerbate it. Like, I would have never even thought that it was the case since everyone my age who's done LSD has been completely fine and normal. But my ex-boyfriend in Utah, his grandma is completely crazy, like really, really crazy. And um, they all say that and she says, well, I guess she says that uh, it's because of like doing too much LSD. They and, you know, his her son believes it like at this time she was less crazy. I think she was probably schizophrenic or something. And it is exaster- exacerbated. I can't say that word something and within her mind. And she is like, oh, my God, the weirdest old lady. She like talks about sex in front of you. I don't know. She She is crazy. She's like. I, I had an uncle who was like that too, and he he went like off the rails for like twenty something years when I was a little kid, hmm. and I was told it was because he had some shrooms once, and they they just 
affected him wrong or whatever. But as an adult, I look back having done a lot of shrooms myself. Like I don't, I don't think that's what it was. Mm. But, Maybe they lied to you to try to scare you out of doing shrooms. I don't think thing. so. I think that's just genuinely what they believed. And mm. he did snap out of it eventually. Uh, when my sister and I reconnected with that side of our family in my early twenties, he about a year after we did that reconnection, he was putting on a work clothes and going and getting a job and turning his life around. So he just sort of went crazy for 20 years. Not, never a threat to anyone, but very, Maybe he got very on, off. Like meds that helped him. Very well could have been. But it, it definitely, I don't think it was because of shrooms. But I, I believe that's what they believed. Barrett, of course, is the main case study of the acid casualty the archetypal subject who, after a few too many trips, is said to endure a mental collapse from which they may never recover. And I've heard this, I've heard of this, but I've never actually seen it, right. and I don't know anyone who has actually so, happened to. We've all heard the story of the person who thinks they're a glass of orange juice, like that's the you know stereotypical. You know, everyone, everybody knows that guy, but no one actually knows that guy. Yeah. I don't think that guy actually exists. I mean, there have been moments of like on LSD or shrooms or whatever when I like I thought I was a glass of orange yeah. juice. Don't like, spill me. Yeah, it wears off. <laughs> yeah. right? His story is frequently shared as a parable in online forums like Reddit, which is a recruitment pool for psychedelic studies. No, uh, bluelight.org maybe, or some of these other forums. I don't know. Arrowhead. Arrowhead is another one. But, dude, if Reddit is what you're looking at for, like, psychedelic case studies, no. then you're in the wrong place. Have you smashed your countdown timer No, I, I just got it unplugged sitting okay. there right now. But it, it, oh, I was going to ask the same thing. If, I mean, well, it's down to, like, 12 days at this point, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's brutal. That's Wait, did you turn it gonna, off? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... Intentionally, or was it a coincidence? Well, intentionally. I, I packed up everything that I owned. Yeah put it into boxes and move them places. I didn't know if it was for so. the reason of I don't want to look at the timer anymore Not or if really. it was just it was yeah, just, coincidence it was it sitting needed on to be top, done. It was sitting on top of a bunch of studio equipment that got packed up so now it's just sitting there off to the side waiting to be taken to the festival. And not intentionally but like I didn't I could have plugged it back in I guess but like what would have been the point? I, yeah. I don't care about the thing because it's it's not like it actually matters. I I've realized because it's there. It's in my head, whether I have yeah. the, the timer there to remind me about it or not. Like, I'm going to prison in 12 days. <laughs> like, a clock, I don't need a clock to remind me of that. It's perpetually on my mind. And it's, it's devastating to think about some of this crap, right? Like, and it hits you at random moments, like just playing fetch with my dog, right? And just suddenly, oh, yeah, just imagine that, you know. Two weeks from now, she's going to be playing fetch with someone else, and I'm not going to be there. And she's like, where's my friend? And like, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. And things like that, they just randomly hit you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it sucks. One of the things, I I had them scale my hours down drastically at my at my job, and obviously I'm not working there at all at the moment. And it sucked seeing them have to deal with not having me there because like I've carried a lot of the burden and then suddenly I wasn't there to do that. And business plummeted as a result. Like they're down about 20% simply because wow. as far as I can tell, they don't have me there to keep up with that volume. And it didn't take long for customers to realize yeah. that they no longer can keep up. But anyway, mm, well, 
So that sucks. But I, I wanted to say, look, you know, j- just go ahead and keep scheduling me. It'll, it'll be fine. But but you're going to be gone eventually. So what's the point? Right. That was exactly know? it. It's like no matter how much I want to say, uh, we'll, let's just keep going and deal with that in the future. Like that's here, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not going to change. I, like Law Dog called last Wednesday. It's like, oh, you're not going to prison. It's like, no, yeah. yeah, it's like, no, you're. I literally am. <laughs> you know, like that 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 bell has rung. And on June the 26th, it's ringing yeah. again. I'm and going to prison. You no, know, it's easy for a lot of these libertarian types to be, oh, no, you just have to do this. Like, why didn't you just do this, this, and this? And if, you know, I think it doesn't always realize... work like that. It, in, the, in that case, he probably oh, yeah. didn't realize that she was already sentenced. But this happens a lot where libertarian types will give you, like, legal advice. And, oh, no, well, if you would have just done this or, oh, no, you have a court case coming up. Why don't you just do A, B, C, and D? And if the judge says this, you do this. And Dude, it it's was just so much more. It's so much more complex than that. And I'm sure you had to deal with so much of that just being surrounded in our community of as people as, who like good week, meaning, too. Like, they, yes. they mean well. They want to help you. But it's just certain things you can't understand unless you're going through it. But and, the week I got arrested, there were people like coming by regularly to, to like give me legal advice and have me test out their legal theories yeah, and stuff like, like that. Like, that's not got, what you need. All you got to do is do this. I'm like, no, look, man, I'm. If they're like, this worked in this traffic court. I'm like, dude, it worked in traffic court because it's not worth it yeah. for the judge to fight with you over that $55. I'm not going to be able to make the judge so frustrated that he just dismisses the charges yeah. here. It's the, different. The thing about uh, the rules that they can figure out about court is that the first rule is always that the judge can break the rules at any time. Yeah. So... It's and like it, you can figure out, oh, I figured out the exact way to get get around this. It d- doesn't matter if you do it perfectly. And, that, and that's the thing, too. And, you know, people have said this, too, about, um, like, how to get around, how to, like, basically not pay taxes the legal way and all of the, you know, things you need to do to do that. But the truth of the, the, truth of the matter is it works sometimes, but it doesn't work 100% of the time. It works unless you, know? you get on their radar, in which case none of, none of it will work. Well, no, people say they have this whole legal process right. of how well, you can... I understand can, it, but, yeah. but it, and Tom Woods asked me about this when I was on his show. He's like, well, why did they target you, but they didn't target some of these other people? I was like, well, it's just like these people who you know, go, say, don't pay your taxes, and they go 10 years without ever paying their taxes, but they only make forty or $50,000 a year, yeah, so the IRS isn't paying attention exactly. to them in the first place. But you want to make $5 million a year and not pay your taxes, they're going to find out about you, and it's not going to... You can have all of the same legal theories and all of the same documents and arguments that this person, yeah. other person had, and it's just not going to... The only reason it's working is because they're not on their radar. Exactly. Yeah, so somebody told us um, right at the beginning of... The Crypto 6 stuff, like the first thing, the first mistake the Crypto 6 did was hiring lawyers. It's like, <laughs> oh my, are you kidding me? And it's like, yeah, I it's do love so, our community. Today, though, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But it, it's so easy for people to say that when they're not going through it. And the truth of the matter is, I have no clue what I would have done if I was you, if I was in the situation that you were in. We have Alu on the line from Liberty Block. That's libertyblock.com. Alu, you're on Free Talk Live. I, I agree with what you guys are all saying about those uh, armchair lawyers, especially prevalent in the liberty community, who say a lot with taxes, but also with speeding tickets and stuff. They tell us to challenge the jurisdiction and say the judges have no jurisdiction over us, and they say, you know, this, the IRS doesn't actually say you owe taxes, which, again, is BS, because I happen to know my friend Ian Freeman was convicted on a few things, including tax evasion. Oh, but they didn't clearly. actually have to use any laws. 
they just had to convince a bunch of idiots uh, called a jury that he did a thing. Their witness didn't even corroborate what they were trying to say. I I don't, the thing about it is, I don't think that those people are wrong that we don't owe taxes. It's the federal tax, it's it's the tax on federal income. And if you don't make federal income, you actually don't owe it. The thing is the practical matter of it. I've heard that, but what I'm saying is either it's BS or it doesn't matter because the federal government will prosecute you if you don't pay your federal income tax. Exactly. I I agree. I think that's the significant thing. Like, it doesn't matter if I have to pay it or not if I'm going to be prosecuted for not paying it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the jury doesn't care. We'll never research the laws that they're going to uh, get you on because they just get convinced. It, it's a popularity contest. Well, the prosecutors get to tell them on what grounds to convict. Yeah. yeah. Right? They get to spell out, look, if you think this is accurate, it doesn't, they don't say, look, this is what the law says. They say, if you think this is a true statement, then you have to convict. And it doesn't matter if the law actually says that thing is illegal or not. Sorry, Alu, I kind of yeah, felt well, like I cut you off. Important underrated thing that you guys know about now, but a lot of lay people don't really know about is the jury instructions the judges give. Um, I think they're supposed to essentially read the exact letter of the law and say, tell the jury, this is the law. And based on what you have heard during the trial, do you believe that this person violated the law as written? And they give them some instructions. That's a very important part. And a lot of appeals are actually done because the appeal is that the jury instructions by the judge was not proper. Um, and then, you know, an appellate court will need to rule that that's the case or not. But so it's a very important part. I don't know exactly what the jury instructions were in this, you know, in this exact case with you and with Ian. And I, I don't know if it's public or not. I think it is. It is. It's available on Pacer or Recap. I don't I don't remember what they were now, but they, they argued a bit about at least some of the jury instructions and they sort of came to an agreement. But like it's. Yeah. The, the agreement is coerced in the first place because, like, it, it's just like the jury selection. You, you only get some of what you want, and that, to me, is fundamentally is fundamentally flawed, right? How, how can you say this is a fair trial when you're, you're allowed, when the prosecutors are allowed to pick people that they think are more likely to convict me? Shouldn't they be more interested in finding out the mm. truth? Right. They're but not. In, but instead, they're playing their role to all the way like they're they're looking specifically for jurors that will convict yeah it's basically like sports for them you know they want their side to win and i don't know how that could possibly be construed as justice by anyone yeah i think there's pretty broad agreement and i explained a lot of this in my book presumed guilty that the jury system again it sounds democracy and awesome and the people there are peers it sounds great but if you actually think about it the average 12 people who happen to be dumb enough to not know how to get out of jury duty is not really the best set of people to be judging, you know, when your life is on the line and judging the law and the facts of the law. Um, I think there are some other countries that have like a three judge panel. I think one or a few judges will be way better than yeah. juries for so many reasons. I, I think I talked about that and presumed guilty a little bit. Cause I, I think a jury is one of the worst ways to be deciding cases. I agree. Especially Especially present day, you know, like maybe, you know, a few hundred years ago when it was actually your peers, people in your community that knew you. um, But I think nowadays it's just and and law has gotten so complex and it's the average person doesn't even know most of the law, you know, 
I my, mean, public my, school alone is a reason that we shouldn't have juries co- cons- uh, considering things for us because we we can see how much of a failure they are. People are actually just dumb now. Like, it's just a fact. People are stupid, and that's why they want the jury system to keep going on because they can get as many guilties as they possibly could uh, try to get because people are just stupid it's and sad. gullible. My issue with it is with the peers part of it more than anything, right? Because what what does peer mean? They, they want to try me before in, in front of a bunch of middle-aged people from New Hampshire. Well, those aren't my peers. They've mm-hmm. never been my peers. You, you give me 12 trans anarchists on a jury. Those are my peers, man. Someone, someone who have faced struggles yeah. and experiences similar to the struggles and experiences that I've had. Those sorts of people are my peers. But you can't just pick out 12 random people and say, well, these people are kind of sort of similar to Aria. They're her peers. No, that's, that's not what the word peer is supposed to mean. And I don't think that's what the founders meant when they gave us the right to a trial. But I don't have an issue with the jury trial as long as those 12 people or that, that number of people are my actual peers. In Ian's trial, they kicked out somebody for owning Bitcoin. She was like, yes, I have Bitcoin. Which makes you that one person a peer of Ian's. But you yeah. wouldn't get yeah. kicked out for having owning dollars in a case if it was about uh you know, the same exact charges, but dollars instead of Bitcoin, you wouldn't get kicked off jury for owning dollars. We have Jet on the line. Jet, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi. I just, um, I tuned in a little bit ago and you guys were talking about these beasters that are just making your life terrible. I hate to throw you back into that, but I got to tell you, I don't get angry very easily. But when I hear about that, when I think about these people who, um, think somehow that they have a right to uh, put people, you know, behind bars for stupid things. It just, uh, it just grinds me so badly. So just burns me deep in my soul. And uh, there was another thing you were talking about taxes. Well, I have, as well as reading the Bible, I read tax code and there is nothing in any code that obligates any human being to pay any tax anywhere it's just all a bunch of bogus nonsense probably but uh, i mean it doesn't matter because they're going to arrest you for it but yeah i I don't find anger it's not worth feeling angry about right like these people are going to do what they want to do and if anger is not an appropriate it's not a helpful response to this it's not going to cause anything good to happen i don't know about it i don't know if if uh, tens of thousands of us got a little angry, there wouldn't be these monkeys running around thinking that they somehow have the right to ruin everybody's life. I mean, it just, uh, there is no one, I mean, we're all the same. We're all just basic humans and no one has any more rights than anybody else. Absolutely. So when, when, when someone decides that they're going to um, stop someone, handcuff them, take them off somewhere, into a cage and all that. The the people who are doing that are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. They have they honestly believe in their in their mind that they have a right to do things to other people, and they don't any more than you or I would have. The I right mean, yeah, they like, believe their God has bestowed them with the right. Their, their God of democracy and this this concept of the state that they're a representative of. You know, j- just like the priests of the old, they they firmly believe that their God has bestowed them with the, the righteous authority 
to be his hand on the earth. And that's that's how they justify this. They don't think they're better than me, but they do think that they represent something better than me. And of course, everything you guys are saying is absolutely correct, but it's just, we all have to make that personal decision. Like, are you, you know, like, of course, no one wants to pay taxes, but are you willing to go to jail over that? And I think... You know, everyone has to make that decision because right now it is in. Uh, and of course, if we get, you know, everyone to stand up and stop paying taxes and, you know, to all claim like well, the state is not legitimate, that would be great. But at this point, I don't think we have the numbers. And I think a lot of people. Here's 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 how you do this. Here's how you you start that wave rippling is when anybody brings up the idea that there needs to be some law or there needs to be somebody in charge. Ask them, who? Who is it that you think should be in charge? Should it be me? Um, and, of course, if I would ask and they would always say, no, of course not. Someone who believes in their mind that they were somehow morally superior, uh, intellectually superior. Uh, I don't you know, think that's going to... I don't think that's going to fix the problem that Nikki outlines, uh, which, is a, which is a numbers issue, right? And we knew this. I knew this. Ian knew this. This is why I made the video, How to Sell Bitcoin, right? Yeah. I knew that if if the peer-to-peer selling of cryptocurrency was going to remain free and the way to distribute cryptocurrency and to allow the average person to get cryptocurrency without a few mega corporations controlling their own ramps to cryptocurrency, then we didn't just need me and Ian and a handful of others out there selling Bitcoin, distributing well, Bitcoin. Have... We needed tens of thousands of people. So I made yeah. a video yes. explaining to people a, exactly how to do this. And I got to tell you, you have I, Jet, we lost, man. We lost. We 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 said we raised our armies. We we laid out our troops, and we lost. And I don't think so. we did. Local uh, bitcoins has closed. Believe, Agora market is closing. Um, recently, they like yesterday, someone posted in our matrix chat that they arrested someone who sold cash Monero by mail, hmm. and. It was completely anonymous, and they busted this guy. And, of course, someone else was like, sounds like a market opportunity. Sounds like we lost the war, man. We lost the war to keep cryptocurrency decentralized and peer-to-peer. Sorry, it sucks. I hate it as much as you do. I'm going to prison, and the thing I fought for got defeated anyway. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.